Thanks for tuning in to Halal and Watch. This month's episode is the first part to a two-episode series. The second part will be released next month, so stay tuned. Meanwhile, enjoy this episode of the Halal and Watch podcast. Welcome back once again to our viewers. We are now on our third episode of Halal and Watch. I am Jana, and this episode will be closely related to our first October episode as we will be diving deeper into who we who are the Philippines presidential and vice presidential candidates for Halalan 2022. It's good to be back for yet another episode and for today we will be focusing more on the recent news of the candidates and their relations with each other for the upcoming elections. So the current list of candidates has so many people confused, excited and even enraged as we do have quite the lineup. So today, we are joined by attorney Nico Valderrama to talk more about our topic with us. He studied political science at the University of the Philippines. He went to Arellano University School of Law, studied at Treston International College, and took up accounting. And he recently graduated from the University of the Philippines for his Master's of Laws. So congratulations and welcome, attorney Valderrama. It's such an honor to be with you for today. Would you like to introduce yourselves to our audience? Yes, hi. Uh, thank you, Jana, for inviting me. And um, hello to all your listeners. Um, as I as I was introduced, I am uh, Attorney Nico Valderrama. I am a CPA and lawyer by profession. And on the sideline, I also teach accounting and law subjects in various uh, accounting schools and review centers and law schools in Metro Manila. Ayun. Thanks again for inviting me here. Yes, thank you so much again, attorney, uh, for being here with us today to share your knowledge and insights about um, how the election season is already shaping up to be like. So we will start off strongly with um, our very first topic. So simula pa lang, ang dami nang nangyari within the parties and tandems that have officially filed their COCs and filed for substitution. Um, so there have been definite surprises that we'll be discussing more of later in this episode. But I guess for our first question, um, what was the most surprising outcome from the Certificate of Candidacy filings and substitution filings that recently concluded last November 15 for you, Po? For me personally, nothing surprising. I mean, I expected it to be that kind of... Uh, surprising to to many kung but as a as a citizen as a lawyer and even as a political scientist i i have already uh foreseen talaga i have foreseen that there would be surprises which you would expect na yung mga super deny na hindi tatakbo eventually tatakbo parang ganon so maybe it's what what was surprising for me was the silence of other potential candidates, diba? Because we never heard from Vilma Santos, diba? We never heard from Grace Poe, from, uh, from Nancy Binay, yung mga potential uh, candidates for uh, presidential or even the vice presidential uh, elections. Ayun. But the circus that as, as, they, as they describe it, was kind of expected because as years go by naman talaga politics uh, becomes too complicated talaga for some and dahil dumadami yung personalities involved 
uh, you would really see uh, complications and yung mga unnecessary attention uh, na ginagamit nila even as a political tool in order to advance their agenda during election season. Yes, it's really interesting po. Alright, so to start, one of the first candidates who filed their COC was Manny Pacquiao. Um, his filing comes after a rather public dispute between his former party, PDP Laban, and President Duterte after several comments um, that Pacquiao made about the administration's corrupt activities and the quote-unquote lacking response of the government regarding the South China Sea-West Philippine Sea dispute. So again, he was later on excommunicated from PDP, Lab from PDP Laban and then he ran under a different party for um, his presidential bid called Promby. So, attorney, what can you say about this dispute and eventually the division of factions within PDP Laban because of Manny Pacquiao? Yeah, contrary to what we have seen in previous elections where in the administration party would be the dominant party in, in fielding the national and local candidates, it didn't happen even to PDP Laban, ending up with no uh, official candidates because no one would be risking their, their candidacies, especially for substitute candidates, if, PDP, if either faction of the, of the party would be considered as uh, uh, illegally constituted uh, under our election laws and rules. Um, the issue between the two warring factions of PDP Laban is a very technical one. Um, we cannot even say, even if Duterte, uh, President Duterte uh, appointed all the uh, majority of the members of Comelec who will later on decide who of the, which of the factions is the legitimate uh, uh, faction for the PDP Laban. And um, in that case, even PDP Laban, even the, the Kusi wing, diba? yung, ano, yung uh, aligned with the administration, uh, played it safe. Because uh, if they actually fielded a substitute under PDP Laban and later on their wing is considered to be the illegal faction, then their candidate will be considered as independent candidate. And though, though, though uh, that has repercussions with regard to campaign financing and the effect on substitution because only uh, candidates of political parties are allowed to be substituted. So just imagine if uh, they fielded uh, someone filed or for PDP Laban and then got substituted and then later on, uh, later on the party was considered to be the illegal faction, then the substitute will not be uh, allowed to run for elections. So what they did was to just get some uh, party that has no uh, pending and uh, no pending action against its constitution. Diba? Um, Pimentel and Pacquiao knew it better. That's why from the start, while they were still resting control, trying to rest their control over the party, by questioning the the act the faction of the of the administration wing, diba? when they filed for ano, for for uh, candidacies, they did not use yung faction nila because they wouldn't know, diba? if if the president can somehow uh, 
uh, somehow get a favorable ruling in favor of his faction in Comelec, diba? even though uh, malakas yung laban ng other faction, they will be ending up having no political party for the national elections. Diba? And that will affect their, their plans for the campaign. So it's really, ano, it, it really depends. That's why they were all calling for Comelec to decide before the filing of the certificates of candidacies para malaman natin kung sino ba talaga ang legitimate faction so they can fill their national candidate. So in the end because of the failure to decide on the ano on the on the petition um nangyari tuloy inabandon na lang muna nila yung yung party in order for ano for uh for them to go with their 2022 plans. In fact for uh because of Uh, Duterte and Bongo running for uh, 2022 elections under PDDS diba? as members of PDDS uh, the, the spokesperson of the COMELEC even said that they shall be deemed to have uh, ceased to be members of PDP Laban. So uh, maybe this, is, this, this case would be decided at a much later time uh, either party who loses in Comelec will actually go to the Supreme Court and then it will take time it, the Supreme Court will take time to decide on on that case so maybe we are on our way to I know electing our 2028 president before we can actually determine who will prevail over this dispute between the two factions within PDP Laban mm, so So in in a way like uh Pacquiao getting excommunicated and just choosing to go to PromD and filing under that um party was like really the safest bet for him to do in order to um have a good run as a candidate compared to running an, under a faction that has been really divisive ganun po attorney Yes because uh the dispute between PDP Laban factions really rests on the who among them really followed the, the bylaws and constitution of PDP Laban. Diba? So technical talaga yan. Hindi yan yung tipo na ah, since kayo yung, ano, kayo yung administration, kayo yung papanigan natin. Parang ganun. So maybe both factions saw na there's a, there's a possibility of them losing diba? in that petition. So for them, because uh, if, if, if you would study our election laws, uh, a candidate who runs with a political party gets to spend more than someone who runs as an independent candidate. Diba? Because political parties have uh, their own budgets for, ano eh, for, for campaigns. Eh. But if you're an independent candidate, you are limited by, ano, by the number of uh, qualified voters times a certain peso value. And that would be the, the maximum that you can spend for the elections. If you have a political party, then a political party can spend also uh, during the campaign uh, for you. Diba? And that's aside from what you are actually uh, given. Yun yung, ano, yun yung difference kasi. And of course, yung network. Diba? That's why it was a test of loyalty. Eh, na parang, who among the local candidates are really supporting Pacquiao? or who are really supporting the president. And only time could tell. And Pacquiao is not really uh, keen on uh, banking on PDP Laban because maybe he believes that wherever he goes, 
those members in PDP Laban together to together with those loyal to Pimentel, ba, who went with Pacquiao, uh, would also follow them. Eh, kita mo naman din kasi sa ano natin sa political landscape natin that uh, many are following, many are really changing their political parties, de ba? Uh, dahil kung sa ano yung magsusut talaga doon sa mga political plans nila, uh, medyo ma mababaw yung ano eh, yung 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 ideologies natin, uh, yung partisan politics natin based on ideologies. Eh. Normally is based on personalities talaga eh. kung saan yung isang politician normally doon umaano di ba we also observe this that uh, most uh, politicians local candidate local, local politicians align themselves with the administration party right after the national elections di ba it happened in 2010 when when Pinoy won do, naging dominant party yung ano yung yung Liberal Party. And then when Duterte won in 2016, we saw the same for PDP Laban, who at the start of the election season only had few members in, in government. Diba? And then Congress, uh, and then PDP Laban uh, garnered the super majority diba? in uh, more than two-thirds of the Congress in 2016 and until now. So that's napaka-fluid ng ano ng movements ng mga candidates natin from one political party to another. Yes, attorney. And uh, moving on to our next topic, we can also see that pattern. Uh, you you mentioned like the how um candidates are very quick to change different political parties um to see what benefits them the most. So on the topic of tandems, um, two new ones have been confirmed since November 13 and 14. Um, as you mentioned, parang circus nga po. So we have Sara Duterte, who was supposedly going to run for re-election for Davao City Mayor, um, had now filed for substitution for vice presidency under Lakas CMD. Um, and then we have Bongo and Bato de la Rosa, who withdrew their candidacy for their original post. So Bato de la Rosa withdrew as president, Bongo withdrew as vice president. Now Go will be running for presidency under PDDS. And then finally, <laughs> we have President Rodrigo Duterte who first he said that he would retire from politics. He then said that he would file for vice presidency. But even that promise didn't go through because now he is vying for a Senate seat. So Ultimately, should Comelec continue to allow the system of candidate filing of, and substitution? Or is it almost like a mockery of the election process? Or and does it do more harm than good for the country? It's a it's a very good ano, it's a very good question that you're directing the 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 challenge to Comelec and not to Congress because uh, our electoral laws allowing for substitution when you look at it the very spirit of such provision for substitution is that no political party should be left without a candidate because of uh, circumstances that happen after the filing of the after the last day of filing for certificates of candidacies so dapat talaga but when the, when the comelec when comelec uh when Comelec issued the rules implementing our electo our election laws dapat talaga naisip nila from the start na na kailangan limited yung ano limited yung 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 ia allow nila na instances 
wherein uh, candidates will be able to substitute. Kailangan merong burden to prove na there was really a impediment, an impediment that really prevented them from filing for candidacies during the original deadline. Diba? Kaya nga sinasabi ng ibang critics, parang nawalan ng kwenta tuloy yung, ano, yung, yung filing of candidacy noong October 1 to 8. Kasi technically, anyone can still run until November 15 as long as there is a political party willing to give up their ano to, willing to withdraw the, the 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 initially filed certificates, 'di ba? So naglalagay sila ng mga tatawat in placeholder. 'Di ba? And we have this concept of novice candidates din na parang uh, if they are not kasi ang novice candidates is not just about resources. Eh. It's all about uh, your bona fide intention to run. And if you are not really, ano, if you are not really, uh, if you really do not have the bona fide intention to run, you should be dismissed as a nuisance candidate. And as a nuisance candidate, you can never be, ano, you can never be substituted. Okay. Kaya nga, if you look at noong 2016, uh, there was uh, someone who filed under PDP laban. I think it was uh, Martin Dino. Diba? who filed for ano for president and no one really expected that he would he would run and many were already saying that he was being a placeholder for someone who's going to run such as president duterte yeah? or mayor duterte at that time parang ganun. that's why he was ano, uh, i think there was even a new uh, petition to declare him a new candidate filed it diba? kaya nga without waiting for the deadline nagwithdraw na siya so it, he can be substituted because if the COMELEC suddenly decides that he is a nuisance candidate, he can never be substituted sa current situation kung saan ginagamit nila yung, ano, yung rule on substitution. I think uh, the, the COMELEC would play it safe na what the law does not prohibit, it also allows it because also it's a legal maxim. So the, while the COMELEC can be proactive in actually making it harder for, for candidates to use or abuse the rules on substitution, the burden will really be on the con on Congress. Diba? Yung mga Congress uh, people natin, tsaka yung mga senators. Because doon, they could really limit yung, ano, yung paggamit ng rule on substitution. In fact, sabi nga nung iba, edi i-extend na lang natin yung yung filing ng certificates of candidacy until November 15. 'Di ba? Para walang surpresa, para hindi nila nagagamit yung ano, yung interim period in order to check kung ano yung kasi isipin mo nga naman, magkakagulo tayo dun sa 8 days of filing for certificates of candidacy. 'Di ba? If you want to be prominent on a national level, you might as well just bid your time and then wait until the attention can be, can be given to you. So tingnan mo yung mga tumatakbo via substitution, talagang yung media mileage nandoon. Kasi nga naman, they do not share it with the others. Ayun. Kaya uh, while it is not inherently wrong, di ba? Kung baga, technically yan eh. Pero para sa atin, to level the playing field, di ba? Kailangan nating ayusin to make it uh, fair to all candidates. Ayun. So in the end, it's always the voters who will decide 
Ayan, na parang pinaglaruan ba yung sistema? Papayag ba tayo na pag pinaglalaruan yung sistema, sila yung magpapatakbo ng gobyerno? Kung yung election rules nga na paglalaruan nila, lalo na kung meron pa silang kapangyarihan na mas gawin yung mas marami. Parang ganun. So it also, it also sends a message to the electorate of what these candidates allegedly abusing the rules could do when they get elected. Yes, it's a really like interesting take on it because uh, when that happened, like after the substitution filings, a lot of people, especially online, like on social media, were very open about uh you know the uproar that this has caused. Like, kung ganito na yung state of like filing palang ng uh, candidacy, ano pa kapag voting na kapag campaign season na? Like, what kind of tone is that gonna set for the country? Po? So, like understanding it from a technical aspect, na like it, uh. There's much more depth in like understanding like what um Comelec as well as these leaders should be able to do um in the forthcoming months years when we actually have like our our next set of elections po. So thank you for your insight on that. Um so moving on, uh let's now talk about the opposition. So the Liberal Party um it adopts liberalism as its ideology and their self-described values are freedom, justice and solidarity. And just recently, um, Isko Moreno, who is running for, uh, who filed candidacy for presidency, released a statement saying that he is willing to unite with Robredo, Lacson, and Pacquiao if it means talking about how to solve the country's problems rather than merely on how to win the elections by himself. So, attorney, do you think that Robredo, Lacson, Pacquiao, and Moreno can truly unite and put up a good team to address the country's problems and how so? Uh, when you look at the ano no when you look at the experience or history of these candidates makikita mo na meron talaga silang strengths i will not dismiss yung ano yung capabilities nila for an executive position because they have, they have already displayed some kind of qualification as to holding a public office diba We have seen Moreno doing uh, many projects in his uh, state as the mayor of ano of mayor of Manila, and even prior to that, medyo kilala narin siya bilang ano bilang vice mayor of Manila. And I think one of the things that really propelled him to ano to winning the ano the winning the ano the position of mayor in Manila was because of his ano of his performance and experience. Uh, as a vice mayor diba, in uh, Manila. Same with Lacson. Uh, he was a former PNP chief. He is a senator for many years already. Diba? He, has seen, he has displayed his, ano, his capability in handling different things. Kaya makikita natin na meron talaga silang mga strengths. Uh, Robredo uh, speaks for at, at the office of the vice president can uh, can actually speak for ano for the qualifications of uh, VP uh, Robredo, diba? You have we have to understand that the presidency is not a one man position, diba? Kung baga, uh, it's like a ship. It doesn't only rely to the ano don sa skills and capabilities ng captain. Because makikita natin that a ship can smoothly sail, di ba, sa isang ano sa rough seas, 
only with the coordination of all other ano of all other officers of the ship ayon so ang kailangan natin ang kailangan natin makita talaga is kung sino yung kayang magano kayang mag mag uh, maglead diba in order to bring capable uh, people or officials in government to work on their specific ano specific agenda diba so we can we can actually see Uh, them uh, putting a good team because uh, Moreno can can ano can uh, focus on ano can focus on local government, de ba? He can maybe share best practices of Manila to other local governments all over the Philippines. Lacson can contribute when it comes to national security or defense, given his experience. Diba? Robredo has a ano has a set of of skills din na pwede mong makita na kung saan niya ma-focus talaga while giving the other departments to equally capable cabinet secretaries. Diba? Pacquiao given his experience as an athlete, he could be a good ano, a good uh, executive for sports. Diba? If uh, he is known for his uh, mga kawanggawa Maybe he can be a good social uh, welfare and development secretary. Parang ganon. These are the things that a president can actually do and can do through other people, de ba? Kaya nga ideally talaga ang talaga ng hanapin natin is the leader who can really invite the best uh, best secretaries, de ba? To lead this government ano government agencies. Kasi hindi mo naman maasahan na isang tao gagawin lahat ng mga trabaho kasi napakalawak noon mapapagod at walang tao walang wala wala tayong makitang tao na ganoon 'di ba um, it doesn't it, it 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 wouldn't ano it wouldn't be feasible for us to look for one person doing all these things only what we need is a leader who identifies the best leaders for each department and then leads them and guides them to do it properly or to lead properly. Yun yung kailangan natin makita. The presidency is not a one-month position. It is ano, it is a position that 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 really requires leadership and collaboration. Yes, so you discussed po like um it's really all about character and capability po, no? Um And there was a lot of discourse. Like moving on to our next topic, there's a lot of discourse about um, yung mga educational and political background experiences na mga candidates natin. Like, what are the standards that we should set so that um, you know, if if like new time voters, like uh, newly registered voters, um, don't know much about the candidates that we have, like, what are the standards that we should set? And like, what should we look for in a candidate? So there's a lot of discourse when it comes to um the importance of educational and political background. Some people were even saying that the requirements needed to be a presidential candidate are simpler compared to uh, pre-employment requirements for different uh, careers. So, attorney, do you think that there should be a change in the minimum requirements for educational and political background before running for any government position, but especially for the president? Uh, for the presidential seat this ano this educational background requirement was really ano no uh, nakilala talaga siya as an advocacy of the late senator Miriam Defensor Santiago 
di ba, she was still really advocating na dapat ang mga candidates for president should be college graduates. Eh. Uh, and if we look at that, no, if we look at our constitution, napaka-basic ng qualifications, di ba? Age, citizenship, and then yung ability to read and uh, to read and write. Yun lang, makakatakbo ka na bilang presidente. Pero kasi ako, it's not an issue of what qualifications are we setting. Eh. Because at the end of the day, the decision on who will lead the country rests on the voters. Kung baga, kahit anong ilagay nating ano, uh, background uh, qualification diyan, if the voters are not are not uh, mindful enough or responsible enough to identify what makes a good president, senator, vice president, we will always end up with a bad batch of leaders. Kung baga, take the case for example, USA. Kututusin nga, mas stricto pa yung requirements natin eh. Dahil sa atin, age, citizenship, residence, and ability to read and write. Sa US, kahit hindi ka marunong magbasa at magsulat, okay lang. Basta resident ka for a number of years, you are natural born, natural born citizen of uh, the US and you are at least 35 years old. But look at the kinds of presidents that they elected. Diba? It, it's not even it's not even ano, it's not even connected to the qualifications they are setting kung sino makakatakbo eh. They have a process to really filter who becomes the ano the presidential candidate. And when we look at the other extreme naman, yung Singapore. When you look at Singapore, talagang napakaano noon. I would like to invite you to look kahit magano kahit i-google mo lang the qualifications of a president in Singapore. Ang dami talaga technical. Diba? And you would see na sana dapat ganito para talagang ma-filter mo. Ito lang yung mga pwedeng tumakbo. But uh, nevertheless, in order for us to place those qualifications kasi, we would really have to amend the Constitution. And the only, pers the only persons who are powerful enough to really make it happen would be those that will be directly affected. And do you think they will work against their self-interest? Diba? So parang I think it would be a generational challenge to really come up with a constitution setting higher qualifications for our national leaders. I guess yung pinaka-possible na magagawa natin in order to address the same problem differently would really be to, ano, to elevate the, the awareness of the voters na kahit naman sino pwedeng tumakbo eh. Diba? Kahit naman, kahit naman hindi nakapagtapos yan eh. Pero at the end of the day, if we all recognize na yung trabaho ay mabigat, diba? Ititiw, ipagkakatiwala mo ba yan doon sa isang tao na ito yung naabot o ito yung naging karanasan? Diba? Hindi ko mamaliitin yung mga walang tinapos na, pag, na, na, walang tinapos na degree kasi I've 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 encountered so many uh ano uh people na hindi naman college graduate and yet they are responsible enough in taking care of their responsibilities. Iba rin 'yun eh. At hindi rin naman sigurado na kapag edukado talaga yung nilagay mo diyan sa pagkapangulo ay talagang maayos naman yung pamamalakay niya. Because it's it's more than it's beyond their educational background talaga eh. 'Di ba? So kailangan nating itaas yung antas ng pamumuno 
nang hindi mo na kailangang baguhin pa yung batas o yung konstitusyon. Kailangan tayo tayong mga ordinaryong mamamayan nasa atin yung kapangyarihan para maghalal ng mga ng mga leader natin sa ano sa Malacañang o kaya sa Kongreso, tayo dapat yung magkasundo-sundo na dapat taasan natin yung ano yung standards. Huwag tayong pipili ng ano ng mga kung sino-sino lang at kung sino yung kilala. Kailangan ipakita natin sa kanila na na may hinahanap tayo. And somehow, kaya nga sa mga survey, sinasabi ko nga, dapat ang tanong palagi sa survey, if you really want to educate or uh, make people aware, would be, uh, dapat i-highlight natin na kung ikaw ay papipiliin bumoto na para sa pagkapangulo, sino dito ang pipiliin mo? At kung wala, bakit? Diba? Parang gano'n. Kasi nangyayari, o oh, ito yung candidates, pamili ka. Hindi mo pwedeng wala akong pilihin kasi wala akong nakikitang qualified. Diba? Dapat ang tanong hindi yung iboboto mo eh. Dapat pre-election sasabi or even pre-campaign tanungin mo since sa mga kandidatong sa mga, sa mga taong nag 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 ano nag signify natatakbo sila, sino sa sa paningin mo ang kwalipikado bilang maging pangulo? Para makikita natin na oh, 'di ba? Ang dami pang hindi naniniwala doon sa mga nagpakilala na natatakbo. Eh wala eh tanong agad palagi natin. O pag ito tumakbo, iboboto mo ba to? Siyempre, kung wala ka namang choice between three, ano, at pipili ka, pipili ka talaga ng isa. Eh. 'Di ba? Pero if we if we put the discretion on what kind of leaders do we elect? 'Di ba? Kaya nga maganda yung mga surveys na minsan may malalabas na ano bang klase ng leader ang gusto mo. 'Di ba? Eh wala pa naman talaga mga kandidato. So, nonsense yung mga ano, parang popularity contest lang 'yan. Pero pag ang tinanong natin bago maghalalan ay ano-ano ang mga issue na gusto mong uh, resolbahin ng magiging pangulo, makikita natin kung saan direksyon talaga ma, ma, ano, uh, pupunta yung mga leaders natin. Kaya yung mga kandidato magsasalita doon sa mga alam nilang issue na malapit sa puso ng mga tao. Diba? Yung, mga, yung mga kandidato, ipapakita nila yung mga ideals, yung mga characteristics nila bilang isang leader dahil yun ang nakita nila sa survey na gusto ng mga tao. Gusto nila matapang. O yun di magpapakatapang yung mga kandidato natin. Gusto nila, gusto nila sabi sa survey, gusto nila rehilyoso. So papakita nila yon So sana ganun yung ano natin, ganun yung maging direksyon natin. Na uh, ang, ang problema wala doon sa kung ano nakasulat sa batas. Eh. Nandoon yung sa ano eh, sa, uh, sa diwa ng bawat, ano, bawat botante. Eh. Yun ang kailangan natin baguhin. Yes, that's a that's a really I feel like that's a really important point to take in right now that you know like even with the amount of events that are happening with the 2022 elections um the emphasis right now should really be the voters on like what we really want in a leader um how we're supposed to get educated on the different issues that our leaders need to um address for us kasi tayo naman talaga yung maaaffect And you know that's the good thing about having like a podcast like this, like projects like these, that um we have people who care enough to also educate other people on these things that matter because we have the responsibility just as much as these leaders. So thank you so much, Attorney. Um, I also want to add, no, because uh we need to remind voters that dapat yung candidates ang nagkukumahog kuning yung boto natin. Hindi dapat yung mga voters yung nagkakagulo para mag para para umalay sa specific candidates. Eh. Dapat dapat yung mga kandidato ang nag-aaway-away para para makita natin kung sino talaga yung karapat dapat. 
ang nangyayari, tayo yung pinag-aaway-away. We should not be the case. Because tayo yung judge eh. Diba? Sa isang sa isang contest, sino ba dapat ang ano, sino ba dapat ang ang ano, malumanay na nakaupo, nanonood, 'di ba? At humuhusga. Dapat tayo 'yun eh. 'Di ba? At yung mga ano, at yung mga kandidato, dapat 'yun naman at papakapagod talaga na kunin yung atensyon at boto natin. Kailangan nating maramdaman 'yun. Pag siyasat, pag iniisip natin na wala tayong kapangyarihan, tayo tuloy yung tipong akin ako umalay dito kasi dito may papapakinabangan ako. 'Di ba? dapat isipin natin na tayo yung papakinabangan, hindi tayo yung makikinabang. Dahil pag napili natin yung, yung tamang kandidato, doon na natin iisipin. Doon na natin mararamdaman, ay, yung pakinabang natin. Pero sa ngayon, ang, ang poder o ang kapangyarihan para maluklok sa gobyerno, nasa atin, wala doon sa mga tumatakbo. Yes, thank you so much, attorney. I really agree with that. Alright, so, we already talked about a lot, but now let's really like zone in and focus on the issues that um, our candidates are going to be focusing on for um, their runs as candidates. So first off, we have Lakson and Soto. So they were the first two to announce their presidential and vice presidential bids even before the filing of COCs. Um, Soto addressed in an online interview that they would like to elevate their type of campaign um, as one that has no entertainment and to focus more on You know, the issues that we have right now in the country, um, like really making programs that will address our concerns. So for you, attorney, with a few months that have passed after the filing of candidacy, did they really elevate their campaigns or were their main focuses at hand highlighted? I wouldn't, ano, I wouldn't really judge agad yung campaign nila, ano, nila senators Lacson and Stoto because uh, first, I consider Senator Lacson as a very serious candidate. He already ran before to I think 2004 elections, de ba? During the time of when 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 GMA won, de ba? Over Fernando Po Jr. Okay, so I I know that he is a very serious candidate, and for me, while he is not really that prominent right now, considering sa dami-dami na ngayare, parang wala tayo masadong naririnig, de ba? Tungkol kay Lacson. It's understandable for me. I understand it. Why? Because the election season has not the campaign period has not officially started. So maybe some political strategists might be suggesting na parang to maimik mo na hayaan mo na mag magkagulo yung mga maiingay, de ba? Hayaan mo silang maghukay na mga bahon ni sa isat isa. Then kapag elections pag campaign period na, cakam mo gamitin yon against your candidates. So for now, establish your foundation. Wala na makasi talagang ano eh, wala na makasi talaga, hindi na makasi talaga nila dapat anuhin eh. Uh, sa ngay- the election season is very fluid. We've seen in previous elections that the front runners even this early is not a sure win pagdating sa election. And and Luxton knows that. Na even though he's lagging behind in surveys right now, it doesn't mean that he cannot win the election. So maybe he's a game plan talaga in mind that he doesn't share with the other candidates who are right now really talagang all out na. Diba? We can see Robredo going around the country just like Isco and then Sara Duterte prior to the filing of certificates of candidacy and also together with Bongbong Marcos. So may kanya-kanya talaga silang diskarte. With regard to the elevation of the campaign, I would expect it to be really shown or displayed pagdating ng official campaign period, doon talaga natin makikita. 
uh, it's a good thing that his vice presidential candidate, Tito uh, Soto, is leading in the surveys. So medyo kampanya siya doon because kahit pa paano, they can complement each other once the campaign season, uh, campaign period officially starts. Diba? But people would still be asking, what are you going to do? Because people are really curious right now. Saan ba naka-align naka, ano, naka yung mga candidates natin right now? And it's a good thing that he already manifested yung, ano niya, yung shift in tone niya when it comes to death penalty. Diba? He already withdrew his bill and he said nga na he was uh, influenced, uh, his decision by, why is influenced by him watching, ano, watching, a Netflix uh, TV show, parang ganon. So, uh, in that case, pwede natin makita na parang he's, be, he's being responsive to the ano to the to the electorate, de ba? Ayon. So, I guess we can we have we we haven't really seen yung promise niya to elevate the campaign until maybe when the official campaign period starts. Yeah, so that that's the reason why a lot of voters need to be wary. Like, um, you know, everything that's like happening right now, it's not the official campaigning season yet. Uh, we shouldn't overlook the different candidates who are going to run because that's also like our resp responsibility to you know discern properly like who's really the best candidate for the job, and you know they may not necessarily be the ones who are um making loud noise and uh, accomplishing loud activities right now. So moving on, attorney, we have Moreno and Ong. These candidates promised to focus on a quote-unquote healing government that would shed the titles of DDS and Dalawan and instead work towards unity when they announced their tandem. And then Isco also said during the COC filing that he wants to be there with the people to stop the divisiveness in the country. So in what way will they establish their way of healing the country? And do you think it will work or be effective given the pandemic and how polarizing um, politics is right now because of the election season? Isko Moreno is correct no, in saying that the people right, the Filipino people right now are, ano, are uh, divided. Diba? I'm sure kayo, mga younger generations, you would really feel na parang there's really no unity, so to speak. Diba? Uh, we're, ano, we're uh, part of our culture would be bayanihan and yet polarizing talaga yung, ano, yung politics or even showbiz dito sa Pilipinas. Eh. Anything sensational, talagang it really divides the, the Filipinos. So they're, they're, they're correct in, under, in, ano, in seeing that and the ill effects of being divided. Ayun, we're not really about having ano eh, have being united na wala ng pagkakaiba because differences are natural especially in a in a population of 100 million people. But what we lack in ano in being more aware of is yung common goals natin. Diba? What are what are those advocacies that or or objectives that we all agree on do we want all to have a good government or clean government don't we have don't we have a, a common desire to to economic development lahat naman yung gusto talaga natin eh di ba nagkakaroon kasi tayo ng ng division doon sa paano ba ma-achieve yung mga ganun and doon pa lang hinahati-hati na tayo so nakakalimutan tuloy natin ano ba yung gusto nating mangyari pare-pareho. Okay? So when it comes to ano, when it comes to uh, to the focus because 
ang number one problem daw natin would be yung divisiveness natin. So, we need to be united. So, in order for us to, to address the problems one by one. Ayun. But the problem is, uh, you do not, you do not, uh, we do not, we do not treat yung illness na divisiveness by just telling people, let's unite. Diba? We have to understand what divides us. Ayun. And there are many things that divides us. Hanggat hindi natin na-address yun. We're divided when it comes to the to the effect of the Marcoses in the Philippines. Diba? Divided tayo doon. Uh, I-admit na natin yun. But we cannot, we, cannot, we cannot end that divisiveness by telling people, forget about the past. Diba? And that's the very reason nga why we are being divided because we are not really ano we are not really resolving the issue of what really happened. Diba? Or we are making an issue of what actually happened. Diba? Parang ganun. Nagkaroon lang ng ano ng mas louder uh, platform ngayon kaya yung mga hindi naman talaga dapat paniwalaan nagsasound tuloy na totoo. Diba? Parang ganun. And to disregard or ignore that would actually not be helpful. Diba? Na parang focus tayo dito, kalimutan natin yan, hindi natin magagawa ito. Hindi eh. Again, ang, presiden ang, ang presidency is not a one-month position. You do not, you do not, ano, you do not get to, you're not prevented to seek for economic prosperity because you're focused on, ano, on correcting the past mistakes. Diba? Hindi pwede yun because what message are you sending? Diba? Do something bad in government and just wait for 20 years, then it will be forgotten. Hindi pwede yun. Diba? Kailangan mag-send tayo ng message to everyone. Eh. And that is, ano eh, for me, restrictive yun sa capability ng presidency. A president can solve all problems given that he will appoint or include in government all those qualified to address the problems. Diba? Uh, I do not believe na parang nakakapagod. Lagi nating, lagi nating ano, pinofocus yung mga problema na matagal na nating hinaharap. Hanggang ngayon, di pa naman nasosolve. So bakit pa rin natin patatagalin? You know what? Bakit hindi nasosolve yung mga problema na yun? Because we are not putting the right people to solve those problems. And we're not, we're not poor when it comes to the kind of leaders that can actually solve them. So a president can actually address all problems of the government and of the people basta marunong lang siyang mag-assign kung sino yung mga ilalagay niya doon. Kasi ang sinasa ang inaano niya, ang iniisip ng iba, hindi lang naman yung ano, yung mga presidential candidates, ayokong ayokong ano, ayokong mag-focus diyan kasi mas focus ko ito, 'di ba? Economic development, lalo na sa mga lumaki sa hirap. Para ang dami nilang inignore in their in their lives because they wanted something better. Diba? Pero that's your pre personal preference. Eh. You cannot impose it to your electorate. Yung mga naging biktima ng martial law, hindi mo pwedeng sabihin na kalimutan mo na yung nangyari sa'yo, bibigyan na lang kita ng, ano, ng pagkabuhayan. Because para sa kanila, kung may papipiliin sila, mas gusto nila ng hustisya kesa ng, ano, ng economic prosperity. Diba? Yung iba naman na hindi naman talaga naging biktima at hindi naman humahanap ng hustisya, syempre pipiliin nila economic progress. 
Diba? So hindi natin pwedeng kalimutan yon Hindi natin pwedeng hingin sa lahat ng mga tao na piliin yung pipiliin mo. Kailangan mo bilang isang leader, bilang isang pangulo, kailangan respetuhin mo yung gusto ng bawat Pilipino at magbigay ka ng solusyon para masolusyonan yung mga problema nila. Hindi ka pwedeng piliin ko lang to kasi ito lang ang susolvin ko. Kayo, pasensya na kayo. Diba? Hindi pwedeng ganun eh. Mayaman ng Pilipinas, maraming pwedeng mag magsilbe sa gobyerno para masolusyonan ang bawat problema ng bawat Pilipino. Yes, uh, attorney as in you're you're really like raising a lot of like important points that we should uh take note of. Like from what I'm understanding now, we really have to emphasize on the fact that, you know, there's no compromising that's allowed anymore because of how our country has shaped to become. Because of the pandemic, and because of the atrocities that happened during martial law, um, because of our uh, like even a mental health crisis, even like a, a financial crisis, um, when it comes to our economics. So, like another thing for our voters to keep in mind: let's also look at someone who has the ability to put their trust into people who can do the work um, that's righteous for everyone. So, thank you for that, attorney. <laughs>